Have you toured a few memory care communities and thought, absolutely no way is my mom moving in there? <laughs> well, you're not alone. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and today we're taking a look at when a regular assisted living might be okay for someone who has early Alzheimer's and when it might not. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Welcome to the show. I'm actually really excited that we are talking about this today because over the years, I have worked with so many families, and maybe this is going to sound familiar to you too, where you know that memory care is in the future. And so you go and tour memory care communities. But when you go there, the residents are way more advanced than your mom or your dad. And you're just immediately turned off. You're like, there is no way that my mom or dad would ever be happy here or acclimate here. And so I'm really glad that we're talking about this because it's such a terrible disease. It's so hard to lose your loved one in this way, which can make it even harder to make such an important decision about where their next living arrangement is going to be. So today we're going to take a look at five questions that you can ask yourself to really help you determine if assisted living might be an okay option. And we're going to have all of this in show notes, so you don't have to worry about taking notes right now. It's all going to be there. Here are the five questions. Is your loved one comfortable staying inside? Are they still social and able to converse with others? Are they able to read and follow directions fairly well? Do they enjoy participating in activities, no matter how small or involved the activity is? Are they generally able to ask for and accept assistance? So number one, is your loved one comfortable staying inside? And another way to say that is, are they exit-seeking? So this is the term that applies to someone who is actively trying to walk out the front door, or maybe they follow people that are leaving, or they talk about leaving a lot. I had a client once, and his mom's house was, for those of you in Washington State, it was on Whidbey Island. But they were looking at senior living communities in Kent. Now, she had Alzheimer's, and when they were having the conversation of moving her, she kept saying, you go ahead, move me wherever you want to move me, and I will leave and I will walk back to my home. And so, of course, this would not be possible for her to do. Again, for Washington State folks, uh, you know what how far that is. For those that don't live here, it is really far. <laughs> and so it was a real struggle for this family because she was social. And she was very talkative and friendly, but was not making safe decisions for herself any longer. 
And so they really needed to make this move happen. And they were really struggling with memory care because there just didn't seem to be as many active folks that were in the memory care communities they were looking at. But at the same time, their mom was determined and they knew that if they moved her into a regular assisted living, there was no way she wouldn't try to walk right out that door and just walk. And of course, you know, that is not the situation (laughs) that you want to find yourself in. So they had to change their perspective and they had to be okay with moving her into this safer environment. Let's talk about that. Like one of the main differences between assisted living and memory care is that memory care is secure or locked. Most communities are going to use the word secure because a lot of families don't like the idea of their loved one being locked up. I mean, it sounds terrible, right? But that is the main difference. If your loved one has any tendency at all toward actually leaving, then you probably don't want to consider a regular assisted living. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. (laughs) Some of you are thinking, well, it's not that bad. I, I really don't think that my dad would actually leave. You know, yeah, he's, he's kind of wandered off a couple times, but he was just going for a walk. I totally get it. I really do. I have worked with families who have moved forward. There are assisted living communities that are willing to give it a try and see if it works out. But more often than not, like 90% of the time, they're making a move to memory care within the month. So it's something to really, really take a hard look at. Okay, question number two. Is your loved one still social and able to converse? And I'm going to actually add another question here, like a follow-up question. Do you find yourself getting annoyed when having a conversation or trying to have a conversation with your loved one who has Alzheimer's? If you are nodding your head, yes, you are not alone. So here's the thing. This point is actually more about the other residents in an assisted living because 99% of those residents will not have any cognitive impairment. And I'm just going to say it, even seniors can be bullies. I had a family once whose mom moved in. And granted, she had moved in before her symptoms showed up. So, you know, it evolved and it became a situation where she was really struggling with conversation. She was repeating herself a lot. She was covering it pretty well, you know, like saying yes or nodding her head but not really participating. And they actually had a situation where the other residents at the the dining room table started to shun her. They did things like, oh no, that seat's taken and wouldn't let her sit at the table anymore. If they're not really able to participate in conversation any longer, then it really might be time to either consider memory care if they're already in an assisted living building or that maybe assisted living isn't right. Number three, are they able to read and follow directions fairly well? Assisted living means that your loved one will be alone behind closed doors for long periods of time. And 
actually, um, I have another question. <laughs> I started this with five questions and we're going to end up with seven, I think here. Okay. So this is actually another really great question to ask yourself. Are they safe behind closed doors? Can they read the activity calendar? Can they keep track of time so they don't miss lunch or dinner? Another family I worked with used sticky notes and literally the apartment was covered with sticky notes. There was a sticky note on the refrigerator that said lunch is at noon and dinner is at five. There was one on the back of the door with an arrow pointing to the right and it said elevator. They had sticky notes in the closet on each outfit on hangers. And one was, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that their loved one would remember to change their clothes, which by the way, is another dignity issue going back to the bullying, but their loved one was able to read the sticky notes and comprehend and follow the directions. So in this situation, their loved one, even though they had Alzheimer's, was able to successfully navigate a regular assisted living community. And that strategy of the sticky notes, by the way, we're going to do an episode of strategies like that to help someone who is starting to exhibit signs of memory loss. and Maybe they're already in an assisted living building. So you'll definitely want to watch out for that episode. It's going to be really good, especially if your loved one is already in assisted living. It's going to help buy you some time as you try to make that transition to memory care. Okay, number four. Do they enjoy participating in activities no matter how small or involved? So let's say your mom loves listening to music. But if she isn't able to make her way down to that piano player at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday night, or when she gets there, she gets fidgety, she can't really focus, and maybe even ends up disrupting the other residents, then assisted living may not be the best fit. Now, there are usually activity directors, and many of them will go around and round up residents to get them to come to an activity, but they're not going to be able to make sure that your loved one attends. And they most likely wouldn't have the staff or training to help if she starts to become restless at the activity. Now, one final point here is that because it is assisted living, you could actually pay for what's called escort. And this would be someone who brings your loved one to the activities that you predetermined would be enjoyable and even to and from meals. But again, they're not going to have the staffing to be able to stay with your mom if she became restless and, and distracted. That's the extra attention you get in a memory care community. Number five, and our final question, is your loved one generally able to ask for and accept assistance? Standalone assisted living communities staff for residents who can press a button when they need help, who can communicate their needs, their likes, their dislikes, and who can get comfortable with receiving care like a shower. So if your loved one is struggling in this area, it's important to keep in mind that assisted living isn't going to have the staff trained to anticipate those needs or to know how to respond if they refuse that care. You might remember we had an episode, oh gosh, I think it's been several weeks back. It was a family talk episode with author Rosie Mankiz. She talks about that moment when her mom refused a shower. Now, in this particular situation, they discovered that 
the reason that she refused that shower was because it was a male caregiver. In a regular assisted living, when something like this happens, the staff is not trained for someone who has cognitive impairment. No matter what level that memory loss is at, when there's a trigger, it can cause a reaction. It can cause an issue. And without that training, they may not know exactly how to work around that. In the assisted living environment, if your mom refuses a shower, the staff just notes it, you know, refuse shower. And just as an aside, it's important to understand that there's something called residence rights. And this is whether you're in assisted living or you're in memory care. And so your mom, your dad, they do have a right to refuse that shower. The difference between assisted living and memory care is what the staff is able to do next. When you get to a memory care community, they're going to be able to strategize ways to get your mom to take that shower. Whether it's trying again in 15 minutes or an hour, they have the staffing to be able to do that. Or we've talked a lot in recent episodes about therapeutic lying. And so they may be able to strategize with you things that would actually get your mom to take that shower. And maybe it's, oh, your daughter is getting ready to come and take you to lunch. You know, whatever stage of their memory loss, you can come up with creative ideas to maybe get them to take that shower. And when we're talking about memory care, they have the training and they have the time to be able to do that. They have the extra staffing. Now, I know that there may be listeners who have had bad experiences in assisted living and or memory care. And so I want to acknowledge that, that the staffing we're talking about and the training that we're talking about may not be the case for every single community. So Questions about training and staffing are definitely things that you should ask when you're looking at a new community. Now, there are also communities or campuses, sometimes they're called continuing care, that have an assisted living building and then they have a memory care building or they have a wing for memory care. And so some families do choose to try out that assisted living side, knowing that there's memory care right there in case they need it. But again, just keeping in mind that that is a lot of moving (laughs) on everyone's part. So I hope this has been helpful. We're going to have everything in show notes. Don't forget to send us your questions. We want to get as much information to you as possible so that you can turn desperate to doable. See you next time. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.